All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod. There is another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. It's the Chris and Amy show. Brad Young is in for Amy Marks Cores today. Um, I'm Chris Ranji. Good thing that you are with us on this President's Day. And it's time to go to the Quiver River Electric guest line. You may have heard the news over the weekend of the of the death of Alexei Navalny, who was the, um, really, he was the number one competitor for Vladimir Putin um, for that presidency and Navalny was killed over the weekend and there were conflicting reports on what exactly happened there. Uh, to talk about that with us, we go to the Quiver River Electric guest line. Beth Noble is the former Moscow bureau chief for CBS News and is with us now on KMOX. Good morning, Beth. Hey, good morning, Chris. Hi, Brad. So uh, what exactly happened here? We have uh, Navalny's wife who is convinced he was murdered and they don't know where his body is or they want his body released to them. And she says that she believes they have poisoned him and they're waiting for the poison to leave his body or to be untraceable before they release it to them. What do we know right now? So we don't know a lot. We know that Alexei Navalny died on Friday. We don't know what the cause is in terms of was he poisoned? Was he beaten? Did he have a heart attack? But you know what? Honestly, it doesn't really matter um, because he's gone. And whatever happened to him, the Russian state is to blame because they threw him in prison. He was in solitary confinement multiple times. He was denied medical care multiple times. So, you know, not only is Russia um, responsible, but, you know, there's no way that Vladimir Putin uh, wasn't in calling the shots about how Navalny was was treated in prison. And Beth, we also know, because there's been video circulating, that just very briefly, right before this event occurred, where he dropped dead in the yard, right before that happened, he was on camera, he was uh, appearing, uh, he appeared, at least uh, from our perspective, to be healthy, to be fine. He was joking with his prison guards. So does that add to the element here that that the that Putin himself is responsible if if Navalny himself was very healthy and fine just a very very short period before he dropped dead. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, you see the outside of him and and one of the things that most got under, you know, Putin's skin about Navalny is that he he was always humorous. He always, you know, joked about the things that were going on there. He wouldn't give in to fear um, or anger. Um, so, yeah, he was on a video feed the day before he died, and he certainly looked okay, although, you, you know, you don't know what was really going on. And and that's why I say, like, just to me, having lived in Russia for 14 years and seen Putin and up close and, and seen what he did, like, it it almost doesn't matter. I mean, I hope, I hope the world will find out what will happen, but, you know, we, we know Vladimir Putin is – is responsible for what happened to Navalny. Yeah, and I think that that seems to be the official position um, with the United States uh, around the world is that whatever Russia says, they killed this man. 
And it appears that Putin had him murdered one way or another. So the reaction that you have seen, whether it's it's here domestically and we have some people um, uh, in our own government who have have kind of, I guess, gone to the defense of Russia um, over numerous things lately or whether it's in Europe. What have you seen in terms of the reaction? Well, I, I think President Biden's comments have, you know, have been pretty sensible and pretty pitch perfect about um, the role that Navalny has played in Russia, about the, um, you know, bravery that he showed in, in going back. I mean, remember what happened to him. He was poisoned with a nerve agent, the kind of thing that only a government would have. And then Navalny fooled the guy who put the nerve agent on his underwear and got him on a phone call to admit that he had he had actually poisoned him. And then that guy disappeared. And, and then that guy disappeared. Yeah. Yes, uh, Putin was not uh, super happy about it. And so this guy is just so brave. I mean, think about it. Would you like? Go back to your country knowing that the second you got there, you were going to be thrown in prison and that anything could happen to you and that no one could help you. So, you know, I think President Biden is is really playing up the fact that this was a a really incredible man, uh, you know, a, a, a martyr for the cause. And, you know, a lot of his comments have been to the Republicans in Congress saying, look, you know, we this is a reminder that Vladimir Putin is our enemy right now. And so one of the things we've got to do is get that money flowing to Ukraine to stand up to Putin's army. And, um, you know, we're going to have to see a, when, when Congress comes back from the vacation that they're on right now, if uh, Navalny's death is going to make them more, um, you know, quick to give Ukraine the funding that they are, are literally begging America to give them. We're talking to Beth. Uh, we're talking to Beth Noble. She's the former Moscow bureau chief for CBS. Uh, talking about obviously Alexei Navalny and Beth. Here's the question: You spent 14 years uh, as the Moscow correspondent for CBS News, and anyone who's ever watched a murder mystery knows that you talk about motive, means, and opportunity. From your perspective, being in Moscow for 14 years. Is this the type of thing that Vladimir Putin would have been capable of pulling off in terms of poisoning Navalny in prison? All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, Absolutely. I mean, uh, the motive, yeah, this is his um, biggest enemy. He's somebody who's so brave that he's inspired everyone. So definitely there was a motive. Means, well, you know, Navalny was in prison and, you know, had no, really had no freedom, was completely under the thumb of the people jailing him. And opportunity. I mean, one of the things that I found most amazing about living in Russia is that Putin took the power over a couple of years, um, the Russians talk about a, a vertical of power and he, that he was making every important decision in the country personally. 
And, you know, our, our president has a lot of power, but but nothing like what we see in Putin, where like people are afraid to make decisions without him signing on. And so, um, you know, anything that Putin wants, Putin pretty much gets, um, you know, unless there are people like Navalny who are willing to risk their life to to stand up to him. And, and let's remember, lots of regular Russians sort of took a risk this week in just going to lay flowers or, or put a card down in, in Navalny's memory. So there are lots of people who are very upset about what's happening and very, very sad in Russia. What do you think this means next as far as um, it, it, does this mean that Putin is is feeling emboldened because of the uh, failure on our part to support Ukraine in this moment and the infighting that's going on in our government? Um, does he feel more emboldened? Does this mean he's going to make a, a next greater move? What exactly is going on with him? So I think Putin, you know, he's a, he's a spy by training. I think he's he's very, very strategic in thinking things through. And I think right now he's waiting. He's waiting to see what the reaction is going to be from the West. He's waiting to see what the reaction is going to be from the opposition forces in Russia. And I think more immediately, he's just really worried about millions of people taking to the streets to start protesting again. And, and he's sort of lucky that it's winter and it's really cold in Russia and it's been a cold winter there. And, um, you know, so people are not that you know, likely to go out in mass protests in the winter, um, although it, it has happened. But mostly that's why, you know, he's con- he's concerned with controlling Russia right now. And that's why we've seen hundreds of people who've gone um, out to just lay flowers to Navalny be arrested for not really protesting, just laying some flowers by some memorial that was going up to him. And I think that's the immediate worry for Putin. How am I going to keep Russians who are clearly pissed off about this from taking to the streets. I mean, one of the most amazing things about what happened when Navalny died is that state media didn't announce it for a long time. And yet everybody knew because it got out on social media and it spread like wildfire. And, and I, you know, I know talking to some of my friends in Russia, they, they are really, really pissed, but they're also worried about their own safety. And immediately after news of Navalny's death was made public, Beth, obviously countries across the the globe came out in condemnation of allowing either allowing Navalny to die or actually causing Navalny to die. But other than countries coming out and making very strongly worded statements, is there anything tangible that countries can do to try to punish Putin in particular and Russia in general for allowing this to happen other than just strongly worded statements? You know, it's it's really hard to know what they can do. Um, I think today President Biden said that he's going to try to put some more sanctions on Russia. But there are already so many sanctions on Russia. You know, it's hard to know that any more sanctions would have any more effects. I mean, already, you know, most American and Western businesses have uh, pulled out of Russia. Russians are not allowed to travel to, to Europe or um, to a lot of places without a lot of um, trouble. I have a, a friend who's got family in Latvia and wanted to get a tourist visa, and they just said no. You know, we don't care that your family is here. You're not coming to visit, period. You're Russian, no. Um, so they're they're subject to a lot of travel um, restrictions now. So, you know, the economy is really you know, had a lot of trouble there because of so many of these Western countries that were providing lots of jobs are gone. 
So it's hard to know what the West could do to Putin that it hasn't already done. I mean, he's just an international pariah already. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact. So jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.